now manifesting his goodness and his glory because of the finished works of Jesus. Amen. Father, we thank you and we praise you that we get this wonderful opportunity this morning to enter your gates with thanksgiving and enter your courts with praise. We are so thankful and blessed, and we bless your name, sweet Jesus. We thank you for the abundance of your goodness, the abundance of your mercy. Father, we come before you with a repentant heart. We ask that you will forgive us of every wicked thought, forgive us for every wicked intention, Forgive us for every wicked motive, who yea. Father, forgive us for every wicked desire, every unclean emotion. We ask that you would expose and expel it from us. We put ourselves on the altar of God today. We put ourselves in your most gracious hands. We ask that you would have mercy on us and forgive us and cleanse us. For your word has declared that if we and Jesus Christ the righteous, that if we would confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We thank you for the healing balm in Gilead flowing through every fiber of our being. Father God, where we have been frustrated, confused, anxious, or worried, Lord, that your anointing will go in those areas of our soul and cast out those things that will bind and hold us hostage, God. Father, we will learn how to take your yoke upon us ourselves and learn of you, for your yoke is easy and your burden is light. We thank you, Father, that we are learning how to lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us, that we can run with patience this race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, Yeshua Messiah, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. We thank you, Lord God, that we have those enduring qualities of Christ manifesting through us and those endearing qualities of Christ manifested through us. Father, because we know we can't give away what we don't possess. We ask you now in the name of Jesus that you would absolutely consume us Father God, with your anointing, Lord God, with your word, think through my mind and speak through my vocal cords, the unadulterated, uncompromising word of God. We're on a mission to show love to the nations. We're on a mission to teach and take love to the nations, manifesting it through multimedia, manifesting it through every means of technology so that the world everywhere, everywhere will have access to this glorious gospel of Christ in us. This revelation, revolution, will spread into the utmost parts of the earth. And, Father, we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Can the church say amen this morning? Welcome, everybody, again. I'm so glad you're here. I want to talk to you for just a few minutes. If you have time, <laughs> I want you to turn to the book of Proverbs. And it's, it's a very interesting scripture here that we quote a lot, we really do, but sometimes we get so, in the good morning, amen, yeah, sometimes we get to the point that we just, we quote scripture to the point that it's not really sinking in, you know what I'm saying, we take it for granted and we just kind of sling scripture around every day because we, we assume ourselves or presume ourselves to be so spiritually mature and we just kind of put it out there so that we can um, 
I don't know, make ourselves feel better because we quoted a scripture, uh, uh, mentally better that we quoted a scripture. And believe me, it's better to, better to speak the word of God than not. But this scripture in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is what's in my heart today, and I want to share it with you, those of you who are um, wherever you are <laughs> this morning and whenever you listen to this. I just It's here it's as a reminder to us because when things happen in life, sometimes we forget that we're not alone. Yeah, we're not alone. You are not alone. It says, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust, well, yeah, let me back up. How about that? Let's read, let's read verse 1 in Proverbs 3. It says, my son, or daughter, forget not my law. I changed it to my word. Don't forget my word, but let your heart keep my word. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to you. He said, don't forget my word. Keep my word for length of days and long life and peace shall they add to you. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them about your neck. Write them upon the table of your heart. Mercy and truth. Wow, God's mercy and God's truth. Bind them about your neck. Write them upon the table of your heart. Let it become a part of your branding, your personal branding. Let it become a part of who you are, your demeanor, your persona, your way of being, your way of thinking, your way of living, that you too are merciful, kind, and truthful, full of compassion, generous, loving. Yes. He says, so shall you find favor. Favor? Undeserving, unmerited, unearned favor? Being, receiving gifts for no reason? <laughs> no reason. It's not Christmas. It's not my birthday. It's not my anniversary. Yet I'm receiving gifts. Wow, that's huge. And good understanding in the sight of God and men. You're going to get clarity. Those of you who have been confused lately, he said, if you'll keep my word, read my word, you will receive clarity. You will receive understanding. You will receive enlightenment in the sight of God and men. You will be looked at as a person of wisdom and understanding. People will run to you for counseling. They'll, they'll look to you for guidance. They may not always treat you well, but they will look to you for guidance. And then he says, then he says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Put your trust in God with everything that you are. That means that I withdraw my trust from situations and circumstances and my job, my paycheck, mm-hmm, the, 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 the income, I withdraw myself from trusting in governmental uh, subsidies and bailouts and institutions. I withdraw myself from trusting in a system that's not trusting in God. You see, we can't put trust in systems that don't trust God. How could we? It's like my marrying somebody who has no relationship with the Lord, trusting in them when they're not trusting in God having faith in someone who doesn't have faith in God. 
How can two walk together except they be in agreement? How can you put your trust and confidence that your, your check is going to come at the first of the month? Because you know it has been coming. Why would it stop? What if it did? What would happen to you if your trust is in the first of the month and not in the God who made the month? Hello? Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, with everything that you are. Trust in him. And lean not unto your own finite human understanding. Don't try to get clarity from, with, from, with, from yourself or your own academics or your own culture or your own environment or your own associations and network. Don't try to, you know, get, get clarity from outside of yourself. Everything we need is on the inside of us. We've been talking about this all week, God who is resident on the inside of us, very much so. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own finite understanding, but in all of your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. In all of your ways consult with God. How many of us take time every day to acknowledge him the moment you open your eyes to say, Lord, thank you for this day. You've given it to me, so I give it back to you. I don't know what the next hour will be like. I don't know what the next day will be like. I don't know if I log in here and the whole thing is crashed, like I saw it with, with Periscope this morning. Well, we're just going to log out and go over to Facebook or Instagram because we are resourceful. So we're going to go and we're going to keep doing what we're doing because we're reaching people. When we... Give God, give it back to him. Whatever it is you're struggling with, ladies and gentlemen, you can trust God to take that situation, and he'll begin to blow on it. And I'm going to tell you, he's like the, the, he's like the mother with the baby who falls, who's been running to mommy, and then he falls down and, and scrapes his knee. And she goes over to him and picks him up, and hugs him and say, you know what, you're going to be okay. You're all right. You're all right. Don't cry. Don't cry. And she puts a Band-Aid on it, a Band-Aid on it, and he sniffles and he's okay. And God says, you can trust me even more than that child can trust the mother. You can trust me that though you fall, you will not be utterly cast down. You can trust me that when one door closes, another will open. You can trust me that in spite of the fact that your husband, your bride, your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, walked out on you, you can trust me that I'm with you and that I'll never leave you nor forsake you. You can trust me that I'm right there with you, that I'm covering you, that I will be with you. I'm taking care of every need that you have. You can trust me that even though it looks like your world has crashed, that I'm there to undergird you, to pick you up, to fill your life up with some good things. I'm the God of good things. I'm the God of mercy. I'm the God of truth. I'm the God of love. I don't know who you've been serving, but he is your father. And he said, I'm your father, and I care for you. You can put your life in my hands, just like that little baby 
can put his life in mama's hands, God said, you can put your life in my hands. You can put your life in my hands. You can trust me to do what I promised you I would do. You can trust me to turn your world around. You can trust me to hold you in my arms and to cover you and to love you and to nurture you. You can trust me that I'll never leave you and that I'll never forsake you. You could trust me with that. He said, though you stumble, you won't be utterly cast out. If you fall, he'll be there to pick you up. You're not alone in this world. And though crises can come, and they do come, in the world we will have trouble, but be of good cheer, he says, I have overcome the world. You're not going to stay in that place where those tears keep flowing and they're not happy tears. Turn your heart to Jesus and he will pick you up. Turn your heart to him. Begin to cry out to him and he will hear your cry. He will hear your plea and he will not forsake you. And I know there are people who are honestly mad at God. You're mad at God. You're mad at God because maybe you thought he took your mom away and you didn't have a mother growing up. And, or maybe you felt that he took your dad away. Or maybe you just feel, you know, why am I going through this? Why is my life so difficult? Why is my life so challenging? Why do I go through such hardships? And it seems like everybody else has smooth sailings and my life is a wreck. It seems like everything I do turns out sour. Why me, oh Lord, why me? I want you to move out of that place mentally and emotionally of why me into this place of, Father, I trust you. It doesn't feel good in this place. My heart is breaking in this place, but I'm going to trust you. I don't understand what just happened here. I don't understand this suddenly, that phone call, that pink slip, that knock on the door. You looked out the window and they had repoed your car or the bank has taken your house back because it really belonged to them. As long as there's a mortgage on it, you don't own it yet. As long as there's a payment, you don't own it yet. So they had a legal right to come get their stuff. But God's got more stuff. God's got more stuff. So while you're thinking, why me? Just turn your eyes toward him inwardly. And as we read in the word in Proverbs 3, keep your eyes on the word of God. Keep your eyes on his voice, ears to his voice, your eyes on his word. Read it. Let it become a part of your everyday waking, walking, talking life. Let your confessions become your profession so that you can relax and know like that baby relaxed in mama's arms just <sighs> okay I'm alright you can know that you're alright and that those tears are temporary Yeah, God knows the pain that you're experiencing. He knows what you're going through. 
But that pain is temporary. Aren't you glad that it's not permanent? Remember the last time you went through something horrific, something horrible, and you thought it was going to last forever? And it didn't, did it? You got out of it then. You'll get out of it now. Those tough spaces, those tough spots, they're not going to last. You're coming out, and you're coming out as pure gold. You're coming out with a, with a happy heart. You're coming out with a smile on your face again, even though you think you'll never smile again. And you're wondering how you're going to make ends meet. How are you going to take care of the kids? How are you going to pay the rent? How are you going to get to work now that they've taken your car? I got news you can use. And that is, he who has begun a good work in you is faithful to complete it. Whatever God starts, he's able to finish. In creation, the Bible says, after God had finished all that he had decided to make, he rested. He rested. He wants us to enter that place of rest, enter the Sabbath, enter the place of rest with God so that you can breathe again. Be that child, except you become as a little child, you cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Get into that baby place. Get into that little child's place and say, you know what? I'm going to trust him. I'm going to trust him. I'm going to trust him with my life. I'm going to trust him with my man. I'm going to trust him with with my wife. I'm going to trust him with my children going to trust him with my job and my co-workers and the havoc that's going on. I'm going to trust him. I'm going to trust him with my community. I'm going to trust him with my nation. And that's why we pray. Effectual fervent prayers that avail much. Effectual fervent prayer. Come out of a heart who understands what it means to trust God. We can't be effective if we're not trusting him. We can't close the gap between the prophecy and the promise if we're not trusting God. Trust him with your life today. Those of you who don't know him, and maybe you just jumped in here on the fly and said, oh, wake up and pray, let me see what that's all about. If you don't know him, you can't trust him. Maybe you have been hiding it, you know, speaking bad of him, saying, you know, I don't believe in God. I don't believe Jesus died on a cross. How could a man die on the cross and then come back through? Maybe you don't believe any of this. Maybe you don't believe that he was born of a virgin Mary and died on Golgotha's hill and was laid in a borrowed tomb and rose on the third day. You don't, maybe you don't believe this. Maybe in your culture, in your country, in, among your people, you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. But I'm here to tell you, if you open your heart up, not because some preacher is standing up over you with a Bible beating him into you saying, you better believe or you're going to go to hell, but because you've tried everything else and your life is not working, You've gone to all the other cults and 
new age movements and you tried all the other things on the on the on the planet you've looked into new thought and you've looked into this 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 thing and that thing and it's not working for you how is it working it can't be working because you're still miserable you're still frustrated you're still angry you're still going through marriage after marriage after marriage after marriage and relationship broken relationship and you're left disdain and disoriented and you don't know why I can tell you why there's a living God there's a living God who lives and breathes who wants to have a relationship with you on purpose. He wants you to ask him to come. If you ask him, you don't have to travel across lands. You don't have to, you know, buy a special tool to ask him. You just open your mouth and open your heart to him. If you'll do that and ask Jesus to come in to be your Lord and Savior, he will. If you ask him, to be the savior of your life. And if you don't even believe in him at at all, and you don't even want to hear his name, because there are so many people today who do not want to hear his name, you can't trust him if you don't know it. But if you would ask him, if you just be honest with him, say, God, I really don't believe you. You can pray this. You can talk to him like this. I promise you, you can. God, I really don't believe you. Jesus, I really don't believe you real. You can talk to him just like that. Use your own language. And say, I don't believe you're real. But if you are, if by chance you are, will you make yourself known to me? Some of you who've been in church for years and years and years, you've lost your you've lost your zeal, you've lost your enthusiasm, you've lost your excitement, you've lost your fire, and you feel empty and alone and without Him. Oh, you're saved, and you know, and you say, "Well, you know, I'm going to know I'm going to heaven." But what about heaven on earth? Can you allow Him? to take complete and absolute control of your life? Will you trust him to take over? Some of us need to just let him take over. Take over everything. Acknowledge him in all of our ways. Let him take over everything. Let him take over everything. Everything, your entire life, your your everyday waking, walking, talking life. life. Will you let him do a takeover? Shoo. Somebody say, take over, God, take over, take over, take over. I can't do do this thing called life alone. Take over. I want the Christ life manifested in and through me. Take over. Take over my job. Take over my marriage. Take over my parenting skills. Take over my, my position in life. Take over this academics. Take over my feet. Take over my hands. Take over my tongue that I can't control. Take over. I want to see through your eyes. I want to feel your breath. Breathe through me. I want to experience you from the inside out. Amen. Let's pray.
pray for you. I want to pray for you who do not even believe Jesus Christ is alive and well. I want to pray for you who've been to church, was at church, invited to church, but didn't go, hate church, hurt, hate God, hate the gospel, hate me by now, whatever, I'm going to pray. And when we pray, the presence of God is going to begin to consume your life. And the things that you have been doing, he's going to start putting blocks around you. And you're going to wonder, wow, I used to do this, but I can't do it anymore. I had a desire to go to this club, but I can't go now. I don't desire. Your friends will call you and say, hey, you going out with us tonight? He said, no, man, I don't feel like going. No, girl, I think I'm going to stay in. God is going to start putting blocks in your way, removing the thoughts and the desires out of your heart to do those things that are contrary to his will. That's him. You know it's him at work. Yeah. And you remember, that woman said she was going to pray. We're praying. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and we praise you right now for the anointing of God moving in the airways, moving around countries and peoples and geographical locations and cultures. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus that you're going into the atmosphere, Lord, and beginning to pull up desires that you did not plan, lustful, um, morbid desires that you did not plan, desires for things that are outside of you, Father. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus that you'll begin to trouble hearts and minds about getting into your word, to studying your word, to reading your word, to confessing your word. Give us an insatiable appetite to know you. We thank you, Father, for the thirst and the hunger for righteousness being birthed in the hearts and minds of every person within the sound of my voice both now and in the future. I thank you, Father God, for the manifestation of goodness and glory, that you will put your hands upon that one that's been rebellious and obstinate, refusing to bow to you, Father God. Lord, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus that you will bring every man and every woman to the bleeding side of Calvary, Father God, and will recognize that Jesus Christ is not only Savior, but he's Lord of all. Father, I thank you that they'll realize that the government is upon your shoulder, and of your kingdom there is no end. We bind principalities and powers, spiritual wickedness, and the rulers of the darkness of this world that are trying to conquer the airways with foolishness and maliciousness and, Father God, and things that would slay and deter people from knowing the Lord Jesus. We call their minds back to you. We call their hearts back to you. We create an altar in the spirit. We create an altar in this, in this atmosphere, a virtual altar for men and women to come to the bleeding side of Calvary. Father God, I thank you right now, that one that was in church, that one that was serving you at one time, Father God, that was hurt. Lord God, I thank you for the healing bomb in Gilead, beginning to heal them from their old wounds, from pastoral wounds, from choir wounds, from, from just membership wounds, Father God, and being, being harshly and critically abused, Father. I thank you for the deliverance that's taking place right now. I thank you for pulling that up by the root, Lord God, that that hurt that went in, Father, from years ago, and they have been rebelling against you since then. Lord, I thank you that that spirit of rebellion will come up out of them in the name of Jesus. 
We break every ungodly soul tie with things that have been trying to trap your people, pull them back away from you, Father God. Those things that come in the midnight hour when they're alone, Lord God, looking for answers. And, Father God, demon spirits that come and whisper in their ear and let them think that being um, of the world is an answer, that going to a nightclub, that doing things that they should not be doing and coming under Father God, conviction, but then repelling conviction and then falling under condemnation that blocks the flow. Father, we thank you right now for healing and deliverance to take place in the hearts and the minds. We speak to mental health disorders. We speak to emotional disorders, psychological disorders in the name of Jesus, and we command them to come back in order. Father, we thank you right now, that spirit of depression that's upon that man, that dark cloud that's heavy on his mind, that's heavy on her mind, on that woman's mind. Father God, we thank you in the name of Jesus where Prozac and Adderall and all of the drugs will end. Father God, that you pick up and you take them and you begin to breathe into them and give them the mind of Christ so that there will be clarity, there will be understanding, there will be wisdom. They will begin to speak from a place of wisdom that they didn't even know was there. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus for the turnaround for men and women around this world who are crying out to God and say, Lord, help me. And, Lord, that you have come to their aid with warring spirits, angels on assignment, according to Psalms 91, those who hearken to the voice of the word. You've given the angels charge to keep us in all of our ways and who will bear us up in their hands, lest at any time we would dash our foot against the stone. We declare and decree liberty over the people of God today. We declare and decree that there's happiness moving in the atmosphere. We declare and decree that hearts that were heavy when they came into this room are now being lifted it up, Father, in the name of Jesus, are now being made glad. We thank you, Father God, for the precious anointing of the Holy Spirit moving in the atmosphere, binding wounds, healing broken hearts, and setting captives free. We thank you, Father God, for the anointing of God that's going into hospital rooms and those who have been diagnosed this week with, the, yeah, Lord, with, with, with death diagnosed with death, we speak to the spirit of death over their lives, and we command death to take his hands off of them in Jesus' name. For you have said with long life you will satisfy us and show us your salvation with length of days. You'll give your people who are walking your word. We declare and decree, Father God, that that spirit of heaviness over them has been eradicated, dissipated in the name of Jesus. We declare and decree that joy will spring forth in them in every fiber of of their being. Father God, I thank you for making their hearts merry. I thank you for making their bones happy. Father, I thank you for putting a dance in their feet like you did for David, that he encouraged himself in the Lord, God. I thank you, Lord God, that they are honoring you with the fruit of their lips by saying thank you, Jesus. I praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. They will begin to praise you with a whole heart. I thank you for as they open their hearts and open their mouth, the presence of God will be there upon their speech, upon their hearts, upon their minds. We command Satan that's trying to block them to be removed from them now in the name of Jesus from receiving this word of God. We command all the darkness of this world that has been trying to slay your people. Father God, you've given us authority 
way to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt us. You told us that we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, against spiritual wickedness and against the rulers of the darkness of this world. We command the powers of darkness that are trying to entrap your people to loose them now in the name of Jesus. We command every spirit of Leviathan, every owl spirit, every wolf spirit, every spirit of the serpent, the snake, the sneak, in the name of Jesus, a two-headed serpent to be gone from your people in the name of Jesus. We speak against the spirit of witchcraft, sorcery, voodoo, hexes, vexes, curses, psychic prayers. We bind you in the name of Jesus and we command you to go from the people of God in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that when they pick up the book, those who have been discouraged, Lord God, they can't even pick up your book anymore. We thank you, Father God, that today they'll be on fire and they'll pick it up and won't be able to put it down and they'll begin to read it and read it and read it until it reads them in the name of Jesus. Thank you for a thirst and a hunger for righteousness in this house, God, that we choose Jesus, Father God, not because we were the first to choose, but you chose us first so that we can have the ability to choose. We thank you, Father, for the free will to choose you. Father, we thank you right now because you brought us out of darkness into your marvelous light. We thank you that we have been transformed by the power of the Almighty God, that you have equipped us to lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us, that we can run this race with patience, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Father, we thank you and we praise you because we understand, know, and realize that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We are truly armed with the weapons of our warfare, not carnal, but are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We pull down principalities and powers, spiritual wickedness, the rulers of the darkness of this world. We thank you, Lord God. We have cast out imagination and every hot thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and we bring into captivity every thought under the obedience of Christ. We thank you, right of Father, right now that we have the mind of Christ. We have the endurance brought forth by the Holy Spirit, the mother heart of God. He who leads God, teach, comfort, is our helper, our paraclete. Thank you for the advocate, the mediator between God and man. Thank you for the propitiation, Father God. Thank you for the one who bowed his head and said it was finished on Golgotha's hill, who cried out, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Father, I thank you right now that you forsook him so that you may never forsake us. Hey, thank you for the great exchange on Golgotha's hill, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, that he took upon him the sins of the whole world so that he can put upon us the righteousness of all of God. We thank you, Father, for the great exchange that he took upon him, the poverty of the world, so that he may put upon us the richness of your glory. Father, we thank you right now that we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ, that we are seated together with him in heavenly places. We thank you, Father God, that as all power in heaven and earth was given unto him, you've given us him so we have all power. Father God, to speak to the winds, to speak to the rain, to speak to the storms, to speak to the mountains, to speak to the serpents, to speak to situations and circumstances, to speak to those things, and they must bow in the name of Jesus. As the rubble said, grace to the mountain. We can say grace to the mountain. We can say grace, 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 grace to the mountain. And the, yeah, God, and the mountain will become a plain. We'll begin to walk upon it as if the mountain never existed. We thank you, Father God, for the courage to move forward. We thank you, Father God, that we will not fear, for you've not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. We thank you, Father God, that we are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We thank you.
you, Father God, that we are clothed with your armor and put on the full armor of God so that we can stand against the wiles of the devil. And having done all, we stand. We stand with our loins girt about with truth. We stand with the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith, the, yeah, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And we pray with all prayer and supplications in the Spirit. Father, we thank you right now that we are the soldiers of mercy. We are the soldiers of the Most High God. We thank you, Father God, that you have held us back, but you're not holding us back any longer, that we're coming forth in power and maturity. We're coming forth waging a war, Father God, because the war has already been won. We're coming forth with the presence of God upon our lives and in our mouths. We will not give up, cave in, and quit. We are like the church that picked up from the book of Acts to carry on the revelation knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for the apostolic anointing in this house, Lord God, to pioneer into territory where men and women have dared to go before. Father God, that moving obstacles, um, moving barriers. Um, Father, we praise you right now for the up, oh yeah, for the turnaround um, of a people that were headed one way. Um, and you're calling us back, Lord, to the altar again. We thank you for pastors and bishops and elders, Lord God, that are clearing the passageway and calling people to the altar again on Sunday morning instead of just cute messages and a nice hymn. Lord God, now there will be a revival that will break out in those local churches, Lord God, in those local, oh, yeah, sanctuaries. There will be a revival that will break out so that people might seek Jesus, so that people might experience your goodness and your glory again. Father, we just want to thank you and we want to praise you. We want to give you glory. We want to appreciate all that you've done for us, and we won't give up caving and quit. We'll keep on staying on the wall. We'll keep on praying. We'll keep on believing. We'll keep on fasting. We'll keep on worshiping. We'll keep on giving. We'll keep on preaching. We'll keep on teaching. We'll keep on singing. Lord, we'll keep on doing what you called us to do, and we'll do it gladly, Lord, because we know that Jesus, Yeshua, Messiah, is Lord of all in Jesus' name. Whoa. Hallelujah to the Lamb, somebody. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Somebody give God some praise this morning. Yes, yes, and yes. Oh, yeah. It reminds us of the revivals that God brought years ago. Making sure my friends in the conference room are still with me. Um, Revivals that were brought years ago across the nation where people actually got so on fire with God that you didn't have to worry about where your sons and daughters were. They were home. Nightclubs were on revival. Nightclubs were shut down because people wanted to know God. If my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I would hear from heaven. It here. Forgive their sins. Yeah. And heal the land. Our land needs healing. I don't know what country you're from, and I don't know what city or state, but your land needs healing. And your land begins with you. So we want to thank God for your, for your being here and being a part of this wake up and pray time with us today and this week. We're opening the lines for anyone 
who may have a prayer request or a praise report at this time to share with you, to share with God, to share with me. And so we want to pray with you, and if you leave a comment, press my little button here. If you have a, if you have a comment that you want to drop in the box, please do so. But we want to thank God for your being here. And thank God for those of you from the West Coast waking up to be a part of this conversation. For those of you who are in our conference room, uh, star six, if you have a prayer, prayer request or a praise report today that you would like to share uh, with your family here to let them know how good God has been to you. If you'd like to share that this morning, the lines are open if there's anyone here who would like to share, if you have a, a, a prayer request. In the meantime, I want to share with you while we're waiting on the callers. Uh, I want to tell you about uh, Sunday morning, and make a note of this. We have Streaming Church, and we're hosting that on our Facebook page, and it's um, facebook.com forward slash Dr. Faye Live. So that's where we currently host our streaming church. And on Wednesday nights we're having Bible class and we're doing a series and we're wrapping it up on how to overcome anxiety, uh, worry, and fear and avoid panic attacks. So we're doing that on Wednesday nights so you can come and be a part of a Bible class. We are a multimedia ministry, and we are taking the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world using technology. So we thank God for the opportunity. Also, for anyone interested in giving, I want to give you that opportunity. Um, thank you. Thank you for posting that. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Ms. Taylor. Yes. Thank you for posting that. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, if you're interested in giving, that's drfay.com forward slash donation, forward slash donation. Okay? Well, I want to thank you again for being a part of Wake Up and Pray this morning. It's always a blessing. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Appreciate that post. Yep. On Wednesday at 9 p.m. I sure did. I forgot to post the time. So it's very important that you know that. So if you aren't in a local church, Certainly, you can have a local online church. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's a push. from it's, it's, it's so far away from tradition. But if you go back in history and you look at some documentaries, when Billy Graham began to preach, I think it was like in the 50s, and you look at some of those old black and white documentaries, and it will tell you that there were people who actually called it the devil. <laughs> television, the devil. I know we chuckle now, but at one point they call it the devil for him to be on TV preaching the gospel, that God didn't want him to use that that tube to preach the gospel. Isn't that something we think is funny now, when millions of people have been saved because of television? Yes, amen. And many of us have been encouraged and blessed because of television. And so it is with online, being online right now. And See, it's still very new for, for many ministries, but we've been here for a while, and we're just, and the, the, the more technology becomes available, the more we're out here. Amen. 
Good morning. We're listening. Mic is open. Hello. You have to star six your or unmute your phone because your mic is open on our end. Hello. Yes. Hello. This is Kathy. Um, I just was listening to the message and uh, the Lord just brought something back to my spirit that uh, happened to me a long time ago. But somebody up uh, there. Uh, needs to hear about it, and it was uh, before I got saved, and I was, you know, wondering and asking about God, you know, are you real, and uh, I was, uh, I was very sick, I had been taking uh, prescription drugs for over 10 years for a chronic sinus infection, and uh, of course, after that many years, you know, antibiotics don't work, and uh, I was on codeine, uh, painkillers all the time and they didn't work either that because your body rejects it after a while and mm-hmm. I was miserable and I was very very sick and uh, a lady had been telling me about this Jesus person and telling me about her healing and one day I got to where I just couldn't stand it anymore I was hurting so bad and I just uh, I just looked up to heaven and I said God if you are really really real and you're the God that still heals, like my friend says, you need to heal me because enough is enough. I can't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. I cannot stand it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I'm not taking any more of these pills, and I just threw them away. I said, because they don't work, and and I need something that works. And I just left that. But let me tell you something. I laid down, and I went to sleep. And six hours later when I woke up, I was completely free from all of that. I was delivered from the codeine addiction, from the antibiotics, and I haven't had a sinus infection since then. And, Lord, that was in 1986, so that tells you how long, how long ago that was. But somebody needs to hear that. God is real. And even if you're not saved and you think that, you know, well, he won't listen to me, let me tell you something. He hears you. He's waiting on you. I just urge you. To, to ask, mm-hmm. and he will come and help you. Amen. Amen. That's good, Kathy. That is good. Thank you so much for sharing that because you're right. That's, a, that's, that's good. That's right on. I thank God for Kathy sharing that because there are times that Satan will tell you that God doesn't hear your prayer and that you're not important enough and that you don't matter or that you've been so bad. You've done something so horrific that you just can't approach God. Remember, he's not man. He's God. He's your father. He loves you. He's the creator of this world. He knows how you're made, and he loves you so much that if you give him a chance, he'll make your life better. It may not be what you want it to be in the beginning, but let me tell you something. He will free your mind of a lot of drama and trauma. That's for sure. You may still be living in the same old house, wearing the same old clothes, (laughs) driving the same old car after you're born again, but you can rest in this. You'll feel better (laughs) about it. (laughs) You'll feel better about it. You won't be complaining about it. You can live in a hut and still have the presence of God on your life. 
and you can live in a palace and be miserable. Yeah, it's true. So Kathy just described being free, being free of 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 drugs, of prescribed drugs, and the Holy Spirit literally taking that away, so that she she doesn't even have those infections anymore. That's the power of God, and it's also the love of God to heal. That's right. That's right. It is a powerful testimony. Powerful testimony. So I want to thank you for being here and thank Kathy for that testimony, that that story. That's a blessing because that too is a ministry. Our testimonies are ministries to other people. And this is an opportunity to share a testimony that can go around the world. Yeah. Yeah. I see Taylor in here saying, thank you, Miss Kathy. For sharing that, you don't have to live addicted to any type of drug, even if it's a prescribed one, for the rest of your life. God loves you so much; He wants to heal you and deliver you. Well, God, oh, almost forgot somebody. I gotta pay attention to so many things when I'm doing. This. <laughs> you guys sit there. Don't think this is easy. We're sit. Oh my goodness, I, I, I don't want to get into it. I don't want to get into it. The the lines are open. Glory be to God. Thank God. God bless you, Dr. Faye. This is a beautiful morning in the Lord. Amen. Is that, is that my Miss Robin? Yes, this is Miss Robin. Can you hear me okay? I just I is, can it, hear you is it a good connection? Oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I thank the Lord for the word today, and I, I, I thank him. Oh, my goodness, he has turned up so many things, and I thank the Lord for the praying partners and brothers and sisters on the line and online, and it's just beautiful. I thank the Lord for the for the facilitator, our leader, Dr. Faye. I thank the Lord for your heart. You're just a beautiful woman of God. God bless you. I just hear the word going forth, and it's just so awesome. And I was also inspired to share my testimony. It's, it's so many. He's given me it. It's so, it's so much, so many things. But the one thing that he inspired of my testimony uh relate with Kathy, mine's a little different. Um, my family uh, was born Muslim, and uh, my father, my grandfather was a Muslim minister, and uh, <laughs> when I was growing up, uh, well, my mom, they all attended Muslim uh, school of Islam and went there for 12 years, and then when I was born, uh, my mom wanted you know, they're, they're, they went through some some things, and it's a long testimony, but I'm going to try to really make it short. And uh, uh, so, however, I was raised by a Muslim family. I attended a Catholic school. I went on Sundays. I was introduced by Christ by the Mormons. And... Uh, <laughs> and uh, I learned, the Lord began to teach me about uh, Siddhartha Gautamata about Buddhism and Hinduism and because one day I remember in the city of Chicago walking down the street having gone to a Catholic school having a Muslim family saying assalamu alaikum alaikum assalam and uh, going attending to a church with my friends where uh, they talked about Jesus but it wasn't Jesus Christ salvation 
and uh, and asking, asking, what is the truth? And I was a, a teenager then, and when I got older in my 20s, um, it was just the time where uh, mine was more of a, a like a depression, just kind of like, you know, I always had this gung-ho to reach towards the stars, but I didn't know how to find it. And making it quick, I asked the Lord, I asked the wind. I didn't know about the Lord or anything like that, even with all these different backgrounds of religion. I didn't know about the one true Christ and Jesus Christ salvation. And I asked the wind, looking at the nature, looking at the moon and trees and all this stuff, like if someone could do all of this, to a tired point, and I said, maybe you could do something. It was just the wind carried the message to mm. God, mm. and the, about the next couple of days, I mean, I was looking for my R&B on the radio station, and I came across a, a minister named Charles Stanley. I had never, ever heard this radio station before. Never, ever, ever. And my frequencies on my radio tuned in to him talking about Jesus Christ salvation. And he was talking it in a way that I could understand. And I knew already it was an appointment. I I didn't know all the details then as I do now, but that was the way the Lord revealed himself to me. There wasn't a preacher, there there wasn't a Baptist minister, there wasn't a Catholic priest around, but it was God who relayed himself, revealed himself to me in the privacy of my own home and my own heart. So that's a portion of the testimony of just how you were saying, if we ask God and say, make yourself known to me, show me if you're real, he will do it. He will definitely do it because he delights that we know how much he loves us. And, and that's, that's, that's a, more to come, but that is, I definitely agree, and I'm a living witness and a testimony. If we ask him, he will definitely come and reveal himself. Thank God. God bless you, Dr. Fay. God bless you. I am so not through with that story. I am, <laughs> I am so okay. not through with that story. We will have to revisit that in another form because I want to hear your story and I want the world to hear. Now, I want you to just give me that that whole religious culture connection. <laughs> you were Muslim, went to Catholic. Yep. Give me that whole yep. setting again. Raised, raised by a Muslim family. My grandfather was a Muslim minister during the time of Elijah Muhammad and mm. Farrakhan. Mm-hmm. And I went to a Catholic school. I attended a Baptist church every now and then on Sundays with my friends. I was introduced to Jesus by the Mormons. And then I began to learn about Hinduism and other religions. And it was to one day that the Lord relayed the message through the wind to me about, uh, and, and delivered a message to me about Jesus Christ salvation through the radio. <laughs> mm-hmm. See? Through the radio. Through the radio. Through the radio. Through the radio. Whatever is, wherever people are, that's where God is. Yeah. And he used technology to reach you. The, that technology at the time, yes. the best that they had. Yes. And yes. your story is so inspiring. I had no idea. 
And here we are in this atmosphere that God would allow you to share that with people who are listening and will listen, you know, will listen to this time and time ago, time and time again in the future. And so we want, I'm going to talk to you off the air about that story because I feel that that's a global story. And so thank you so much for sharing it with with, um, our listeners today, Robin. We appreciate it. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. God bless you. God bless you. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Listen, how many of you, of you feel conflicted? I thought I thought I was in, growing up in two worlds. I was uh, Baptist and, and, and Pentecostal, my grandmother being raised partially by her, and, and then uh, going back home, my parents being Baptist. And, whew, I thought that was conflict. But my goodness, to hear Robin and to know, to hear the work that God has done in the life, it's absolutely wonderful. So we certainly want to hear more of that. And thank thank uh, Cassie and Robin for being our bold soldiers, the people who come forth today to give God some praise and thanksgiving for what he has done in their lives with some remarkable testimonies. And I know that there are others who have remarkable testimonies as well. But we are appreciative for those of you who have come forth this morning and perhaps next time we can take a couple more callers. God bless you. I'm so glad that you joined us today. Don't forget to join us Sunday morning. And Ms. Taylor, my little assistant there, has dropped that message right here on Periscope for you. Uh, so you can join us on Sunday morning for church and Bible class on Wednesday night. Don't forget you can donate at drfay.com forward slash donation. I want to thank those of you in the conference room. Thank those of you who are listening by Periscopes and from other places and social media. We're so glad to be a part of your lives, and we invite you to embrace us as we become more a part of yours. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Have a blessed day now. <laughs>